What is up, everyone? You are listening to the Scoop and Score podcast, and we are back. All right. Uh, it's been a while since our last episode, um, and if I'm looking at this correctly, it was the week six recap. So, yeah, lots happened. Jeez, you're taking a long hiatus. Yeah, but uh, playoffs are around the corner. I uh, thought an episode was uh, due, and uh, to join me, I've got Dalton Grove here. How's it going, Dalton? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you for allowing me into your house. First time uh, doing a podcast here. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful might place. Have, might have to do it again. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, we will be doing a little bit of a wild card preview, going over some of the coaching firings, um, and then we're going to have our uh, league winner on. Uh, the one that won the podcast. Hey, and to uh, introduce the person that won the podcast league, here is Garrett Bates. What's going on, Batesy? Hey, no, I uh, living the dream. Well, congrats, champion. <laughs> Life of a champion. Uh, congrats on winning the league. Uh, you beat me in the championship, so uh, fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. A couple questions on uh, the season, though. Um, you did have a good team, but like at the very end of the uh, season, it seemed like a lot of the guys that were uh, starting for you were waiver wire pickups. Uh, what do you think the biggest or best move you made during the season was? Yeah, I'd say first off, I think uh, having knowing that you were on the other side of the bracket helped uh, really uh, propel me, motivate me to do better. So <laughs> needed to make sure I did better than you, so that was good. And then. Uh, I think a lot of it was, though, just uh, I kind of stayed focused on, I started looking at matchups with, like, I think I started off the season 2-7 and seven or something, or 2-6, and six, and um, started, I was like, well, I guess it's kind of win-now mode. I made a bad bad decision and traded away Jonathan Taylor to you, of all people, yeah. and uh, um, got DeAndre Swift in return, who didn't really help me much, and then um, what else I lost? Gus Edwards, right after I, like two days after I drafted him, and uh, what was another? Mike Davis was a terrible. That was that didn't pan out at all. There's a few other pickups that I think early draft picks that just weren't that weren't the best. So yeah, kept got down the stretch. I remember picking up a Montaigne Brown was probably the uh, the big turning point. He really he really uh, turned it on in the playoffs and like the last like probably four or five weeks of the season. Devontae Adams started playing a lot better. Chef mm-hmm. um, Wilson Jr. picking him up when Elijah Mitchell was down. That really helped me out. And then uh, looking at matchups in the playoffs, about three weeks before I said I needed to start playing playoffs early. But I remember I was picking up QBs because the other guy had a wide receiver that I was going to be playing. Or, and so I was like, well, if that wide receiver is getting points, at least my QB will be getting points. Or even starting the kicker because somebody else has got a major player on their team if they score a touchdown at least I'm getting points too it just it panned out really well well uh, just a little uh, reference Bates won the league with DeAndre Swift Rashad Penny and Jarrett Patterson at his uh, running back positions Uh, unlike me who had Jonathan Taylor Zeke Elliott and James Robinson so I'll go fuck myself Yeah, he he was very good. Um, also, Saint Brown was crazy the last like month and a half of the season. So, 
Yeah, you made some good uh, waiver wire pickups. Well, it helps that the league is a pretty, uh, I think everybody kind of is respectful. They weren't making, nobody was trying to play for seventh and eighth position or something like that, you know, so like, then the guys were available for, you know, the champions to pick up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I can't stand when people like playing for the, like the fifth place thing and they're picking up people. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? What if I needed Taysom Hill? Good job. Uh, also, I wanted to ask you a little bit. You're a Packers fan. Um, you taking them in the Super Bowl, winning it all? Well, I'd, I'd be lying if I if I didn't say I put fifty dollars on them to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. So I, I think hopefully they uh, hopefully continue to win out, not just as a fan, but you know, make some extra cash. Mm, there we I, go. Pretty, I got big faith in them. Okay, and who do you think they, uh, one, who do you think they meet in the a- NFC uh, Championship, and then who are they playing in the Super Bowl? What's your predictions? Well, I think I think the NFL is going to have a lot of say in it, to be honest. And I think they're going to try to make either a Bucks packers rematch, or unless for some reason I could see the 49ers or the Rams sneaking in there. But uh, I, I definitely think it'll be Bucks packers NFC Championship again, and then... Uh, um, I think I think the NFL wants I think they want Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. They want that uh, finally getting that Mahomes healthy Mahomes versus healthy Rodgers. You know, um, I, I it just it wouldn't surprise me one bit if that's the championship matchup. Has that matchup ever came to? Has that matchup ever existed with when Not, Patrick's been in the league? No. <laughs> Mahomes missed their first game, and uh, what's that guy? The guy, um, the guy that they just picked up that was coaching high school football had to start for the Chiefs uh, in that in like two games. Then a few years ago, and then this year, Jordan Love played. Rogers had COVID. Oh yeah, I forgot about this year. He did miss the game, and it, it was still like, yeah. All right, Bates, uh, we got some stuff to talk about. I appreciate you taking the time. We'll have to have, it, have you back on, and um, I don't know. Might have to kick you out of the league next year so you don't go back-to-back. That's fair. That's, that's definitely fair. <laughs> it's real hard to repeat. You can't pick the ball, that's for sure. So. <laughs> that's true. All right, you have a good one, Bates. All right, you too. All right, that was Garrett Bates, winner of the podcast league. I came in second, and McKenna Zanders came in third. McKenna probably would have won it all if Derrick Henry stayed McKen- healthy. McKenna's team was the most up and down in the playoffs. Her team was the most intimidating going in, for sure. I was just, I don't know. Her team always scared me. Yeah, and then like Darren Waller got hurt on her team. I think Deontay Johnson. I mean, Deontay Johnson's was really good this year, and she had Debo Samuel too, who got hurt at COVID. So yeah, she she drafted a stacked team. Thank God she didn't win it though. Make us look like a bunch of idiots. Yeah, the only gal in the league, and she takes home it. Yeah, we can't let that happen, can we, guys? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of sexism for you. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, also uh, wanted to talk a little bit uh, about the uh, last game of the season with you, Dalton. It was a uh, win and get in. It was Raiders and Chargers. You are a Chargers fan, as probably most of the listeners know. Uh, have a little rant. Go ahead. I'm not even going to ask you any questions. Just let me let me get a feel for what you're thinking. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I was getting texts that night uh, from a couple different people being like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And I'm just thinking to myself, well, first of all, I didn't respond to any of those people because I was my blood was boiling at that point, and I absolutely wanted to talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. But, like, Brandon Staley's call at the end of the game to take a timeout. That one I did not understand. Um, he had a couple other questionable decisions. Uh, one in particular was his fourth. It was the fourth and three uh, inside their inside the opposite. 20-yard line, mm-hmm. and they still went for it. Yeah, that one was weird. So, yeah. Luckily, the defense held up, and it just held them to a field goal, but, I mean, it was just... That's the game. Crappy decisions like that that I feel like could have went a different way. Um, yeah, and just not having Justin Hurt... I mean, God, he was so freaking good. Like, all... You could tell, like, at the end of the game, I think the announcers were even saying it, like, the wide receivers were dead. Uh-huh. He was putting them, like, in places to uh, catch the ball, like, six fourth down conversions. In the, in the last couple minutes there uh, of that drive and overtime, they went six of six with Justin Herbert throwing the ball. So, I think the entire game, I think they were six of seven. The only one they didn't convert was that fourth down I talked about mm-hmm. uh, where they ran the ball. So every play that Justin Herbert had to decide uh, on the best route to go, he came through for him. So uh, I snapped you a picture of me wearing a Justin Herbert jersey earlier that day. Am I no longer allowed to wear a jersey after what happened? Uh, no, you can still wear that jersey because that man is the future of that franchise. Yeah, he's really good. He, uh, he is what I saw from him that game. I have not seen from even Patrick Mahomes throughout his career. Um, it's, it just was... It looked like a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing the ball. Yeah. He just did not let his team lose, no matter play calling. That 4th and 20 didn't score a touchdown. That was insane. Oh, 4th and 20, and he just slings it between two defenders to uh, Josh Palmer in the end zone. So mm-hmm. it was that one, and then the one to tie it up... Uh, Mike was Williams. Mike Williams, and that one was just an absolute laser beam. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was an incredible performance on Justin Herbert's part, and they need to get that man his extension frontal. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm not going to do any news and notes because last time we were doing this, it was week six. A lot has happened. <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown... He's at it again. <laughs> uh, some, uh, I am going to talk a little bit about the coaching firings. Uh, Dalton, just give me kind of your thoughts on uh, the coaches that got fired. If you think they'll land another head coaching job. Uh, Giants today fired Joe Judge. Oh, they did fire Joe Judge? I didn't even see that they did that. 
I want to think that it's because they saw that Brian Flores got fired. They were probably going to keep Joe Judge, and then they're like, Brian Flores is on the market. Like, maybe we go after him. Uh, honestly, it's been a carousel up there since Tom Coughlin. So, I don't know. Is that whoever, guy dead yet? They also, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, they also brought in... Uh, or they also took out the GM, didn't they? Yes. Uh, well, Gettleman yeah. uh, retired. Oh, he retired. Mm, uh, probably a forceful uh, pro- Probably one. a force resign, but... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if they make the right hire at the GM position, the GM position is really what will make or break this team. It's not the head coach. We've seen the head coaches that have come through there. So, it's really... The GM and what culture he puts in place, mm-hmm. and what kind of philosophies he wants running about the program. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. And Gate or Gettleman uh, gave seventy-two million dollars to Kenny Galladay, and guess how many touchdown passes he caught? Zero. Zero. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't just that. Their draft pick, uh, Kayvon. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. He didn't catch any either. So they really hit on nothing this year. <laughs> so I'm kind of indifferent about that firing. I just, eh, I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Big Fangio, you uh, were talking to me before the firing, and you're like, they should not get rid of him. I just don't think that they should have. I mean, they have a good defense, but they were holding – Pretty pretty well against teams, even with Drew Locke, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I mean, imagine actually having an actual play caller in there. Yeah, a new quarterback, and then like just get a really good offensive coordinator. Like, yeah, I mean, get Bill O'Brien, Vic Fangio. <laughs> I mean, he. So Brandon Staley comes from Vic Fangio's coaching tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and many other coaches have come from that tree as well. So it's not as though is a bad coach. Because obviously he breeds great success around him. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I didn't really like that firing. Uh, one thing. Does Joe Judge get another head coaching opportunity? I don't think so. Does Vic Fangio? This season. I, yeah, I think so. I think he could. I think he could go to, like, a Dolphins or, well, I don't know if Dolphins would, but they, they probably want a more offensive-minded head coach right now with Tua, but. Okay. Brian Flores. Uh, horrible. Absolutely horrible. He had that team trending in the right direction. I, I think it's Tua that is not, that <laughs> is their problem. Uh, you, of all people, have been the one that has been. Hyping him up. Hyping up Tua. And I just do not see it. At the start of it all, he was put in the same sentence with Justin Herbert. and I still think he belongs there. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I don't see it. Uh, with everything that's happened, I mean, Flores was a good coach. He had them winning them games. And they went on a seven-game win streak. It's the only head coach in the history of the NFL that has been fired after a season of doing that. Yeah, and, like, the one and seven, like, to start <laughs> off the season, I mean, they won week one against the Patriots, and then two got hurt week two. So, like, 
you can understand why the offense was kind of lackluster after that as well. I'm not saying like two is the driving power of that team, but like it, it hurts. Who was the backup after that? Jacoby Brissett. And that's not a horrible backup either. No. I don't know. I just don't. I didn't understand the firing. I mean, they were actually in the playoff hunt this year, which they haven't been. So it was very confusing to see the person that's gotten them to that point be just canned. Yeah, very strange. Does Brian Flores get a head coaching job? Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Matt Nagy and also Ryan Pace, the GM, fired. (coughs) (coughs) Stay off the weed. (laughs) I am hoping it's that, not COVID. Um, Knock on wood. Um, What was the last one you just said? Uh, Matt Nagy and also uh, Ryan Pace fired. Oh, this was... I saw this one during the day, and I audibly said, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. He has been needing to go for a long time. I didn't think they'd get rid of Ryan Pace, but Matt Nagy needed to go. He hasn't shown anything. Uh, They need somebody that can improve younger talent, Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's him, because Justin Fields is not... I mean, he didn't look that great this year. And I think he definitely can show that he's better than that. Yeah, and same with, like, Mitch Trubisky. I still don't know what he's going to be, but, like, just looking at the preseason and stuff for Mitch, he looked more comfortable, looked athletic. Like, I I just don't think Matt Nagy did anything right for the offense. No. Yeah. And Uh, he's an offensive coach. Yeah, I did like like that firing. All right, does Matt Nagy get a head coaching job? Absolutely not. This year or ever? I don't think he'll ever get one again. Wow. Hmm. Uh, Mike Zimmer fired and general manager Rick Spielman. I think he will get another opportunity. This uh, year? This year. Um, I mean... With that roster, they should have... like They should have done better than they did. They... I don't know. He, he's he been there for a while, mm-hmm. and, I mean, nothing's ever really come of it. They've always played second fiddle to the Packers in the NFC North. So, um, always come out on top above the Bears and Lions, though. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I think that one was uh, – I was also kind of indifferent about that one. I just was like – Does it make sense for the general manager to go to? Like, maybe it was like – less about results and more like a leadership thing too like getting rid of like the entire leadership positions of the GM and coaching when like they're not doing that bad like put together a solid roster they're winning they're they're not like losing a bunch of games they're always in it too I don't really like to put my input in on GM hirings and firings just because you have no idea what their say is within that organization. They could have all the control, or they could have, or they could pass all that control off to the head coach. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with the Vikings one, I just, I don't, uh, he's hitting on his draft picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of that, I mean, I don't really know what else to, what else to say about him. Because yeah. I don't know what control he has or had. Uh, if there is any other uh, coaching. 
uh, firings or hirings, we will uh, let you guys know next week uh, when we do another episode. We're going to try and do uh, one episode every week during these playoffs, then get back to uh, kind of doing episodes every so often during the offseason, you know, doing the team previews, top 10 um, at the positions, uh, all that fun stuff, draft. We'll probably do another mock draft. I like doing that one. I like that one. Um, Who else do you think will get hired or fired, head coach-wise? Well, Harbaugh's name keeps getting brought up. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, Michigan's Harbaugh. Oh. Yeah. Um, like, Clay Bloss, he's a Broncos death. fan. He's like, uh, we want Harbaugh, and so did uh, Twink for the Bears. I'm like... He's Ky- got it too good in Michigan right now, though. Yeah, and, like, that's his dream job and stuff. He said it. Um, but I also wonder, like, did Michigan just hit their ceiling? Isn't he the highest paid coach in college football? Um, I think someone just broke that this, okay. this season. Well, even then, I mean, he's Who just got hired at LSU? Uh, it was the Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He broke it. Okay. Chip Kelly. It was Chip Kelly? Mm-hmm. Oh, huh. Well, anyways, yeah, I... I don't know why he would leave. He's built for lasting. Oh, I don't think it's Chip Kelly, by the way. Um, he's built for lasting a while there at Michigan. I don't know why he would take a position. The only position, if I were him, that I would take is the Vikings because they've shown that they can stick on a head coach for a while. So, I yeah. mean, why would he want to throw his hat in? For the Giants' job or the Dolphins' job, when it's just been a carousel of people coming in and out of there, and at that point, it's going to take him a while to get back to the ranks of like a Michigan caliber program again. Yeah, where he can have this sustained success for however long. Chip Kelly went to uh, UCLA. Now, who am I thinking of? Who is Notre Dame's coach? It's not the... I don't think it was the head coach. Oh. Was it? Maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Um, but, yeah, and then also, like, Chiefs offensive coordinator, although they, like, weren't, like, as good as they have been the past couple of years. When is Eric the Enemy going to get a head coaching job? It was Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, damn it. A new chip didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, when is Eric the Enemy going to get a head coaching job? I don't think he wants to leave. He keeps interviewing like the past two off seasons. He has been interviewing, but I think it's because he's... I feel like he's had to have been offered the position before. Yeah. Because there's no How way does you Joe could... Judge and uh, Matt Campbell and uh, Dan Campbell... Yeah. And uh, those guys get jobs over. <laughs> over the best offense in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our best offensive coach in the league, anyway. And you don't know how much of that is to the credit of Pat Mahomes instead of the, his coaching. But, I mean, you can't be that good for that long and not get a shot at a head coaching job somewhere. That's very true. So, and I don't know if he wants to move on, but if he does, I feel like he'd be... Pretty high on the list for most contenders. Yeah. All right, Dalton, I'm going to uh, go through the wild card games. You're going to tell me who wins, 
Well, tell me who the deciding factor is on each side, and then give me a winner. All right. Okay. Raiders at the Bengals. Uh, Bengals. Is Joe Burrow going to come out with the fire we saw recently? Mm-hmm. Or will he come out like he did against the Chargers and make mental mistakes, throw interceptions, turn the ball over? Um, and for the Raiders, it definitely has to be their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, their offense has been, well... Their offense was pretty dang good against the Chargers. Um, Derek Carr is probably the ideal game manager. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything spectacular, like eye-catching, but he's definitely the guy you want to lead in your team. So, I don't know. It definitely comes down to Joe Burrow and the Raiders' D. Okay. Uh, who wins it? I'm going to say the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow is a stud. <laughs> That's true. It seems like the playoffs are met. Oh, can you imagine a first-round matchup of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert? I wish we would have had it. I'm sure you do. I wish we would have had it. <laughs> uh, Patriots and Bills. Oh, Patriots and Bills. Um, Bills is going to be whether... They can consist. Uh, Bills consistently can sustain drives and get into the end zone, and the Patriots more so going to be on Mac Jones. See, what I was thinking was like maybe like as long as the Patriots stay close enough to where like the round game or the ground game can still be used. Then I think we got a shot. Yeah. If we fall behind early and Mac Jones is... Well, it's been... The Bills' biggest enemy this year has been consistency. Mm-hmm. They just... They have been the most up-and-down team, losing to teams such as the Jags, and then beating good teams. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah. Cross my fingers. All right. Eagles at Bucks. Uh... Bucks is whether they are going to let distractions get in their way. That's the only way they don't make it past this game. I'm not going to say one for the Eagles side. I think it'll always. I think it only will matter if they will just play their game. So it's whether Bucks go out and win it or if they go out and lose it. Yes, good way of saying that. You're taking. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask you the Bills Patriots one. Who's uh, winning? Bills. Damn you. Not by much, though. I think that will be a close game. Uh, Eagles and Bucks. Bucks. All right. 49ers at Cowboys. That's what uh, I'm excited for. Uh, I'm still not high on Jimmy G. Well, I guess it's a combination of Jimmy G, Trey Lance, but I don't know. Uh, again, they Dak looked amazing in their la- in their regular season finale against uh, the Eagles, was it? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, they looked really good out there. So, I don't know. That's probably their offense is definitely the deciding factor. Okay. And then for the Eagles. 49ers. Or 49ers. 
Just, um, 49ers are probably going to be their defense. Okay. Can they hold off the high-powered attack of Dak Prescott? You think Zeke's going to be good in the playoffs at all? Mm, I don't know. I've always been a bigger fan of Tony Pollard. I just think he's just as good as Zeke and... Well, not just as good, but he's up there. He's more explosive at this stage. And he just doesn't get the, any of the credit. People, when they think of Dallas Cowboys running backs, they still think Zeke. Yeah. Uh, Steelers at Chiefs. Uh, Steelers at Chiefs. This one should never happen. Thank you, Colts. <laughs> but, yeah, this one's kind of be going to be the same one as the Bucks. Um it's whether the Chiefs want to play their brand of football or they want to make mental mistakes like they did at the very start of the season and lose to crap teams. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, the Steelers have been looking better recently. Um, they've kind of been all over the place rushing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Najee Harris isn't getting as many touches as he used to. He used to get, like... I think he got hurt. Um Against the Ravens last week, too. Oh, really? He might have came back, though, but... Because I know they had, shit, everybody rushing the ball. They had receivers running it. They had... Um, who's their backup? Shit, that's the only way they're going to get the receivers' ball in the hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, Big Ben didn't look too bad last week either, though. So, I don't know. But I don't think that they will be able to contend with with them. So. What are the odds that... Big Ben goes out storybook wise <laughs> and he wins a Super Bowl. Uh, he will be like Peyton Manning and have TJ Watt to thank for it. <laughs> TJ Watt and Minka and yeah. Yeah. God, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't want to watch another Steelers. <laughs> I don't think they'll make it out of, the, out of the wild card round, so. Yeah. Uh, and then also Cardinals at Rams. This one is a close one. I never know what to think. Do you think, or is Hopkins coming back? I don't know. I don't know either. But, because without Hopkins, Kyler's looked worse passing. He's been rushing it a little bit more. But offense definitely doesn't look like it did when they were the only undefeated team left in the NFL and stuff like that. Obviously, things have changed. Hopkins injury. uh, Kyler got hurt. James Conner got hurt with Edmonds also, like on IR. J.J. Watt also might be back for the defense, too, though. So that, seems, might, that seems, might be a big... Seems like they don't really have a timeline on Younger Hopkins coming back. What is the deciding factors for these two? Um, probably for the Cardinals, it's... I don't know. I want to say Cliff... Kingsbury's plan for him. Okay. Can he outcoach yeah. Sean McVay? Yeah. I like that one. Because we all know Sean McVay can coach. Mm-hmm. So, and we've seen the Rams look better than the Cardinals in the second half of the second half of the uh, year this year. So, I don't know. The Rams are hot at the right time. Yeah. 
That's a dangerous team, too, with all those big-name guys. So. Mm-hmm. Vaughn Miller's finally starting to play somewhat decent football again. Mm-hmm. So Jalen Ramsey's punching his teammates in the face. <laughs> Wild time to be alive, everyone. All right. Glad uh, you gave some predictions. Uh, last thing we're going to do on this episode, I'm going to ask you uh, some questions about the end of the season. Just give me your honest answer, all right? All right. Who's MVP, Brady or Rodgers? Rodgers. Mm, all right. You're going to be upset with that one. <laughs> Coach of the year. It has to be Rodgers, by the way. I just think that he's had the better season. The only reason that part of me would ever want to give it to Brady is because of his age. Yeah. There's nobody that's done it that good at that age. Yeah. What do you have over 5,000 yards passing? Mm-hmm. Has anybody done that? Nobody's done that at his age. I just saw that stat the other day, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because when Peyton did it, like his first year in Denver, he wasn't that old. Yeah. yeah. All right, coach of the year. Um, Mike Frable. That's a good one. Yeah. They had a lot of injuries. Yeah. They're still the number one seed, and now Derrick Henry's coming back. Ooh. I just don't understand it, how that team can be good. And he had to coach through Julio Jones uh, pulling his hamstring every other play. Yeah, uh, Julio has been an absolute train wreck for them. washed. Yeah. Hmm. I think so. Sad. Eh, all those big-name receivers we grew up watching, A.B., Julio, for if you were older, Megatron, and all those kind of guys. They're Larry Fitzgerald. A.J. Green's having a good season. Yeah, okay, I forgot about him. Yeah. Um, let's see, comeback player of the year. So we talked about this already. And, and Burrow or Dak? You said Dak, but I really think that it should be Burrow. I said Dak, and then you said Burrow. I was like, oh, fuck, I kind of forgot like he was even in contention. I kind of forgot he tore his ACL last year. Yeah. Like, Dak, Dak was good, and then he went out. And then he came back, and he was good still. Let him to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Burrow came into a shit franchise, led them to the playoffs in their first season, in his first season, fully back. I just think that's a better comeback player of the year, in my opinion. That's true. We can give it to uh, fucking Alex Smith, who just dinks and dunks because it's a nice story. Why can't we give it to Joe Burrow? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that that's the. I'm just kidding, Alex Smith. <laughs> You deserved it. He was one of the most unspec- unspectacular quarterbacks to ever play. <laughs> just, just nothing special about his game, but he was always there. Yeah. Um, offensive player of the year. Um, shoot. What did I tell you the other day? I cannot remember off the top of my head now. I can't remember who you said, but... I think we agreed Jonathan on Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, probably. Uh, defensive player of the year. If if it doesn't go to uh, Rodgers, though. Mm. If the MVP doesn't go to Rodgers, it should be Rodgers. Okay. Um, defensive player of the year. TJ uh, Watt. Okay. No one. No way you can have 22 and a half sacks in a season and not be. 
Trayvon Diggs was pretty good. If you watched his, if you watch like any of his tape, he's really not that good of a corner. I, he's an all or nothing quarter. I heard, or I saw something on Twitter like he gives up like top five most passing yards allowed to. So he's kind of like a Marcus Peters. He play or like he goes for those big plays, and but he'll also give them up. Yeah, because he gets burnt while trying to make those big plays. I don't know. That's kind of why I, I don't know. I'm. Not really a big fan of him. Um, defensive rookie here. Oh, defensive. Give it is... to his teammate. Who's? Diggs. Oh, yeah. Mike Parsons. Yeah. I don't even know who would be number two. Honestly, I don't even know. No. Yeah, I don't know. Patrick uh, Sertan. <laughs> that's a good one. Um... Shit, if fucking he played all year, uh, Sante Samuel was playing great. He was playing pretty good. He he got two concussions in his first year, though. That is not good on the brain. Watch out, Samuel's wife. <laughs> CTE, here I come. Um, and then offensive rookie of the year. Dude's brain is going to be mashed potatoes when it's done. Anyways... What offensive rookie of the year? Yes, Jamar Chase. Is it even like a question of between Not, him and Najee? Oh, Najee! I thought you were gonna say Mac Jones. Oh no no! Uh, Is it even a question of Trevor Lawrence or Jamar Chase? <laughs> yeah, no, I think that it definitely should be Jamar Chase, and I don't even think. Who'd you say? Najee. I don't even think Najee's two. Who would you put number two? Mac. Hmm. That's nice. I would definitely put Max second. Third. Let's go down to the top five real quick, just because I'm curious. Okay. I'd probably give it to Najee third then. Yeah, probably. Fourth. Jalen Waddle. Shit, dude. I don't want to change my... Okay. Jalen Waddle at three. I'm going to give four to Najee. Oh. I really like Jalen Waddle. And then number five. Probably Rashawn Slater. Was Elijah Mitchell, the 49ers running back, a rookie? I think uh, he was. Yes. yes, he was. He was pretty good, but... Javante Williams as well. Javante Williams. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, we can't give Rookie of the Year to a lineman, Dalton. Well, I'm just saying he is a Pro Bowl starting tackle. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. He is fucking good. I know He that, is good. Has it ever happened where they've given an Offensive Rookie of the Year to a lineman? Or any award like that, for that matter, actually. I doubt it. I highly doubt it, too. Yeah. They just get um, the Sportsman of the Year. Well, goddammit. Justice <laughs> for the lineman. Uh, <laughs> they need bigger awards. Those guys are always forgotten. Yeah. It's coming from an ex lineman in high school, so I guess I would be a little bit biased, but. It's true. You're a hog molly. No. <laughs> um, Alright, do you have anything else to say or else? Done with the show. We'll uh, see you guys back next week. Uh, Don't you got anything to say to the listeners? Uh, no. 
Ooh, he, how about you tell them how you're done with fantasy? I did not do well in fantasy. I did not pay attention my final week, and I missed out of the playoffs by not paying attention to my lineup. If I would have paid attention and put the right guys in, I would have won, and then I'd be in the playoffs, or I would have been in the playoffs, but I did not. Yeah. You starting Zach Pascal as wide receiver three. Dude, my team was so bad. <laughs> he traded I, me Odell right when uh, uh, he and, started popping off for touchdowns. And James Robinson. Yeah, that one was basically a wash. Yeah. I got one good week out of James, and then uh, you got CEH. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they both got hurt for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Only difference is I got Odell. Yeah, and of course, he finally starts to turn it on towards the end. That helped. Not enough to make you win it, though. <laughs> Thanks, Dalton. <laughs> All right, say goodbye to the listeners. Bye, listeners. All right, bye. See you guys next week, and have a good one. And good luck to all of the teams that are in the playoffs. Keep tuning in, though, because Jake, Jake's going to start coming out with more of these episodes here towards the uh, fun part of the NFL season after the playoffs here. It's always fun to recap what the season was like. and um, Yeah, I like off-season episodes better. I like off-season episodes better, too. I like... I like the draft. I like seeing what you can do with your team, the cap space available to you. All the possibilities. Yeah, it's It's, it's boring, like, in season. You're like, this happened. These are the stats. It's basically like a real-life franchise mode. Yeah. <laughs> you're simming all of it till the playoffs, then you play them, and then you're like, ooh, I can fucking trade for this guy, or right. Alvin Kamara is a free agent. Yeah. Yeah. All right, see you guys. Have a good one.